0: for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network
1: Shut the fuck back, man. we the gods and goddesses, I would like to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sote L, that seeker of truth L, speaker of truth L, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to another episode of The Foundation. This is The Foundation, and we are High Frequency radio network where we understand incorrect information, incorrectly applied can get you hurt, correct information, incorrectly applied can get you hurt, so as always, we are looking to apply that information that is correct, in an absolute correct manner. I want to start off, as I always do, by saying all thanks, praises, honors, due to the creator and our ancestors for without them we definitely would not be here I want to say peace big up shout out salute to my big brother I call him the uncle of the conscious community because he is Yusuf L high frequency radio network creator extraordinary he's the man the myth spcuniversity.com. if you're looking to get your secured party creditor dance perfected make sure you check out com. shout out to the big brother you man as always and as always i would like to welcome you to check out welcome to thefoundation.com make sure you sign up for the email list for that exclusive content exclusive events as well as exclusive offers. We have an exclusive offer rocking right now for email subscribers only, you know, so if you are an email subscriber, you have access to that offer. Typically only do these, these joints once a year. So don't miss out. Make sure you sign up for the email list at welcome to the So you can get in on these exclusive offers. The exclusive content and exclusive events only for email subscribers if you're not a subscriber to the email you're hating on yourself you're hating you're just, you're just mad hating make sure you check out the pdf section at welcome to the foundation.com a bunch of free information i even charge charging for it. just go just grab it and go just move around make sure you check out that education section or the education tab at welcome to the foundation.com you got the foundation trust primer over 18 hand-picked documents by yours truly. If you're just new getting into this stuff, just trying to figure out what type of trust these guys talking about, how do you legally avoid taxes? How do you legally avoid probate and gift tax and death tax, inheritance tax, generation skipping tax? How do we keep our wealth within the family? How are these families becoming more and more wealthy over the subsequent generations? Start off with that trust primer. Like I said over 18 Handpicked documents by yours truly just to get started off. There's over 80 different types of trust anyone says that they know them all They're straight telling you a lie They're lying to you and if I was you I wouldn't take that I wouldn't take that. Ooh, I wouldn't take that but also the education tab you got the foundation Trust series, part one, part two, part three, we'll say part one is the beginner, part two is the intermediate, part three will definitely be that sort of advanced session, I would say, you know, all of those are available at welcome to foundation.com in the education tab, that Foundation Trust series, we're talking, talking IOC. IRS Supreme Court case citations IRS code citations Black's Law Bouvier Dictionary Definitions It doesn't get any more official than that you know, Y'all know me if, And if you do know me If you're new, you'll learn If you're, if you're OG and you know I don't deal with thoughts and beliefs in flimsy things i'm a substantive person i need substantiation and the highest form of substantiation with regards to a trust would it not be the supreme court so we're going to get into that we get into all that in the trust series i suggest that you check out part one if you like it grab two and three if you want to just grab them all you know if if you're if you're a fan or a follower of the foundation you know that that's going to be value all the way up in them, them, them fans. Also, Passport No Social Part one part two, Brother Chris L. Kentu, just put it down. He, you know, there's really no questions left unanswered when it comes to these two these two webinars. You know, over an hour each. I think one is like two hours. It's been a while since I checked it out, so don't quote me on that, player. But I mean, from the documents to the facts and citations of authority to the implementation of the passport no social you know man you might want to check that out if you're interested in that you know if not that's cool you know it's all good but you know make sure you check out that education tab at welcome to the foundation.com also welcome to the foundation.com you can check out the instagram the twitter the Facebook page if you're into that dance you can also book a consultation as well as make a donation all at the same spot that's welcome to the foundation dot com I'm going to continue on and say peace to all the listeners all the archive listeners, podcast listeners, mp3 listeners, live listeners, live callers and live internet listeners just definitely want to say peace to y'all you know y'all are the other the lifeblood of the foundation you know so peace peace to all the listeners I want to say peace to all the callers and you know however you check out the show whether it be archive or live I definitely want to say peace to you also want to say peace to all the trustees here at the foundation and private trustee training as well as those who are investing in their private education may or may not be outside of the foundation either way get your loan on also want to say Peace to everyone we've done business with in the private. Anyone that has sent a email, well wishes, a current event, or otherwise added to the foundation. I started the show earlier, typically than usual, I say about, mm, I don't know, don't get me out here lying, because I'm the speaker of truth, because... It's gonna be a good show. The show is private business trust versus private family trust. There are some distinctions. We're going to get into those. You know? It's it's you know, it's I think it's very important to understand these distinctions. For newbies as well as the intermediate and those who maybe think that they're more advanced with regards to private trust administration structure so on and so forth so we're going to get into that you know but first we're going to do these current events which is part of the reason why we started early because it's a lot of current events that i want to get through and plus i want to do you know the full justice to the topic of the show private trusts i'm sorry private business trusts Versus private family trusts. What are the distinctions? What are the differences? A lot of people think a business trust and a family trust or an asset protection trust, but just because they're private, just because they're contractual in nature, that they're the same. They are not. So we're going to get into that. Going to get into distinctions. You know how I do. Supreme Court citations. All these things. We're going to get into this this evening here on the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. So, I trust y'all are having a great week. I trust you enjoyed yourself, you know, thus far, you know. And I trust that these kind of events do not depress you. Associated Press, Iran-backed hackers accused of targeting critical U.S. sectors. This is something I'm paying attention to. Iran, Russia, and China is something I'm, I'm paying high attention to anytime I see any of this news, I want y'all to pay attention as well, you know, a lot of my mentors especially a main one, you know, Army Intelligence, ex-Army Intelligence officer is heavy on this, this this war, but you know he can't really describe the war that he says is coming it's going to be cyber he says it's going to be currency it's going to be trade wars and it may spill over into an actual war I personally am hoping that it does not, but we'll have to see, Associated Press, hackers linked to the Iranian government have been targeting a, quote, broad range of victims, end quote, inside the United States, including by deploying ransomware, according to an advisory issued today by American, British, and Australian officials. The advisory says that in recent months, Iran has exploited computer vulnerabilities exposed by hackers before they can be fixed and targeted entities in the transportation, healthcare, and public health sectors. The attacker, the attackers, excuse me, leveraged the initial hack for additional operations such as data exfiltration, ransomware, and extortion, according to the advisory, the group has used the same Microsoft Exchange vulnerability in Australia, officials say. The warning is notable because even though ransomware attacks remain prevalent in the United States, most of the significant ones in the past year have been attributed to Russia-based criminal hacker gangs rather than Iranian hackers. Remember, I told you, I'm watching Iran, China, and Russia. That's what I'm watching. Uh, There's going to be, you know, there's proxy we would call them proxy wars that are going on right now, you know, there's, there's the war is being fought by proxy. So it's, it's not direct players. It's like my little brother fighting your little brother, you know, because we got beef kind of thing. It's not the big guns out there, but, you know, there's skirmishes happening. So, you know, they did. They did note that it was previously Russian hackers. The government officials aren't the only ones noticing the Iranian activity tech giant Microsoft announced yesterday that it had seen six different groups in Iran deploying ransomware since last year. Microsoft said one of the groups spends significant time and energy trying to I'm sorry, significant time and energy trying to build rapport with their intended victims before targeting them with spear phishing campaigns. The group uses fake conference invitations or interview requests and frequently masquerade as officials at think tanks in Washington, D.C. as a cover. Once rapport is built and a malicious link is sent, the Iranians are extra pushy at trying to get their victims to click on it, said James Elliott, a member of the Microsoft Threat Intelligence Center, quote, these guys are the biggest pain in the rear. Every two hours they're sending an email. End quote, Elliot said at the Cyber WarCon Cybersecurity Conference yesterday, earlier this year, Facebook announced it had found Iranian hackers using, quote, sophisticated fake online personas, end quote, to build trust with targets and get them to click on malicious links and often pose as recruiters of defense and aerospace companies. Definitely something to pay attention to. next up out of warriors.com I, I found a way to get around their little their little attempts at disallowing me to get my hands on their news articles i like warriors they do you know pretty pretty good reporting i would say so i had to find a way around their you know their their little Paywall is what they call them. U.S. home building drops. Construction backlog surges as shortages worsen. Washington Reuters U.S. single family home building tumbled in October while the number of houses authorized for construction but not yet started jumped to a 15 year high, underscoring the disruption to the housing market from an ongoing shortage of materials and labor. Though, The report from the Commerce Department today showed an increase in permits for future home building. The rise was concentrated in the volatile multifamily housing segment. This will do little to alleviate an acute shortage of houses on the market, which has led to record annual gains in home prices. Quote, residential housing construction activity continues to flounder. End quote. This is Christopher Rupke, Chief Economist at FWD Bonds in New York, who went on to say, quote, there are zoning problems, higher land costs, and lack of labor, and inflation has inflated the cost of raw building materials, end quote. Single housing, I'm sorry, single family housing starts, which account for the largest share of the housing market dropped 3.9% to a seasonally adjusted annual rate of 1.03 million units last month. The fourth straight monthly decline pushed starts to the lowest level since August 2020. Claire? Home building fell in all four regions with large decreases in the Northeast, Midwest, and the West. This inflation is not slowing up. But before we start talking about that, let's talk about this. New York Times, as gas prices surge, President Biden asks the Federal Trade Commission to investigate, quote, illegal conduct, end quote. Isn't that crazy? President Biden asked the Federal Trade Commission today to consider whether illegal conduct by large oil and gas companies is pushing up gasoline prices for American consumers. The latest effort by the administration to target concentration in the energy energy industry in a bid to bring down prices at the pump. Good luck, man. I'm just letting y'all know, this is only for looks. This is only for looks. There's nothing that this dude can do to bring down prices of anything because they're, they're creating all of this money. This new quote, money. Currency, let's just be honest. This currency, the move is unlikely to spur immediate action by the FTC, which has the power to break up large industry players, and it's unlikely to affect gasoline prices materially anytime soon. Well, I guess I'm in line with the author. Let's move. Let's move. this move. Biden, OSHA, Biden, the occupational. Safety and Health Administration is abiding by a court order and suspending enforcement of the Biden administration's poke poke mandate on large private businesses. Hey, that it was a fight, y'all. They 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 got a lot of people. In a statement shared on the Occupational Safety and Health Administration's website, the agency said, Quote, the court ordered that OSHA take no steps to implement or enforce the testing emergency temporary standard until further court order the agency said it remains confident in its authority to protect workers in emergencies the suspension comes after the u.s court of appeals before the fifth circuit upheld a stay on the mandate in response to the court's decisions the department of justice said it will vigorously defend the rules laid out by osha quote osha is complying with the fifth Circuit stay OSHA is not enforcing or Im- implementing the regulations, so they are not engaging or offering compliance assistance, end quote. OSHA had originally given employers with more than 100 employees a January 4th deadline to comply with the Polk-Polk mandate and threaten thousands of dollars in fines for defiant businesses. Prior to suspension of the enforcement for the mandate, senior administration officials said OSHA would assist employers in developing their own poke poke standards, Fines for willfully failing to comply with the poke-poke mandate could reach as much as $14,000 per violation with the potential for multiple citations per business. The White House said earlier this month that it would delay its federal contractor poke-poke mandate. From December 8th to January 4th, several congressional Republicans as well as governors and state officials across the country have pushed back against the Biden administration's poke-poke efforts. A coalition of Republican attorneys general filed suit against the federal contractor mandate. Oh. Not only the Supreme Court, New York Post companies turned to unpoke-poked workers to fight labor shortage. Companies have turned to recruiting unpoke-poked workers in the latest effort to combat the nationwide labor shortage that's preventing companies from bouncing back from the depths of the panorama jp baldez a worker at next gen code company and i don't know if this is right y'all to, i don't i know y'all in texas got a lot of guns so i'm gonna try to lubbock lubbock it's probably lubbock right lubbock texas launched no punk punk an online job board to help connect the unpoked workforce to employers in need for help since the site's August launch, it's drawn more than 2.25 million unique visitors and over 20,000 resumes have been posted. The site recently had roughly 500 active listings. Quote, we are also seeing a massive migration from corporations to smaller businesses. End quote. Val- I'm sorry, Valadez. It wasn't Valdez, it was Valadez. I'm, I'm sorry. Valadez said in an email to CNN Business, quote, many in the health Industry are completely abandoning their career path in favor of something completely different We are seeing nurses and doctors apply at travel agencies For example, and just the other day we saw a resume from a NASA Data analyst who was willing to work as a plumber or an electrician as long as the employer respected their values and their bodily autonomy searches for no poke poke on Indeed, a major job board began to tick up around August after the Food and Drug Administration fully approved the first poke poke. However, job posts on the site that don't require poke pokes are incredibly small percentage of the site's total job postings. Okay, well, well I don't know what you think. What we got here? Entrepreneur.com. Your money is now losing close to 1% of its value every 30 days. This is according to the labor bureau the Bureau of Labor and Statistics US dollars now losing close to 1% of its value every 30 days according to the United States Bureau of Labor Statistics data released today currently inflation of the US dollar is at its highest level since 1990 the consumer price index or CPI which is a measure of the average monthly change in the price for goods and services paid by urban consumers increased Almost a 4% last month, more than doubling September's increase. Overall, prices rose 6.2% from a year ago, representing the largest year-on-year increase in more than 30 years as inflation persists across sectors, according to the Bureau. And just so y'all know, please understand, it's it's much higher than that. Much, much higher than that. Used vehicle prices also shot up 2.5% this month. While new vehicle prices rose 1.4%, quote, we expected inflation would get worse before it got better, but not this much worse, particularly painful is the increase in food prices as we approach the holidays and the rise in energy prices as we plan to travel more to get family together, end quote. This is Robert Frick, corporate economist with Navy Federal Credit Union, who went on to say, however, both those increases are likely to be temporary and the forecast that inflation overall will drop early to mid next year still seems credible, end quote. I don't know if you believe that. I don't know what to tell you. I've been telling you how to stock up on your food. I've been telling you how to start growing your own food. I've been saying this for a while. USA Today, grocery store shelves bare? These products may be hard to find amid supply chain disruptions. We got a customs dispute at the United States-Canada border involving shippers and U.S. customs and border protection is preventing the transportation of fish used in fish sticks and sandwiches. As the world reaches the two-year mark, more items are becoming scarce because of supply chain shortages across across the globe. Before making a grocery list, here's a list of items you might not find. First of all, Ben & Jerry's flavors. This frozen tree is usually the perfect dessert, but an email on September 14th, Ben & Jerry's parent company, Unilever, cited labor shortages as a reason for reducing the amount of flavors produced. You might not be able to find your Ben & Jerry's flavor. Carbonated drinks, fertilizer plants, which lead to the production of carbon dioxide, had to reduce their output because of rising costs, causing shortages in food and other products you almost certainly will be faced with global shortages of co2 that is used widely co2 is used extensively in the food value chain from inside packaged food to keep it fresher longer for dry ice to keep frozen food cold during delivery to give in carbonated beverages their bubbles chicken people have substituted fast food for home-cooked comfort meals causing chicken to become scarce may suppliers announced a shortage of chicken in may which limited some restaurants menu items and can increase the price in stores. Coffee. Brazil is a supplier of the most of the world's coffee, but the country has been experiencing a drop that show slowed production and transportation of coffee beans. Diapers. Households with small children should be aware that diaper prices have increased because of increases in prices of raw materials, shipping delays, and container shortages, according to the Business Insider diaper manufacturers procter and gamble and kimberly clark announced price increases in early april fish sticks we spoke about that frozen meals concerns over the delta in the south variant have some customers buying more than usual frozen Foods, I say, as Americans saw at the beginning of the panorama, you will not be finding your frozen foods. Heinz ketchup packets with restrictions on indoor dining. Most people switch to pickup, takeout, and delivery orders, limiting the supply of individually, limiting the supply of individual ketchup packets. Kraft Heinz confirmed to USA Today in early April that was working to increase supplies, such as adding manufacturing lines that would increase production by 25%. <laughs> Merry Calendar Pot Pies, McCormick Gourmet Spices, what else, Rice Krispie Treats, Sour Patch Kids, Toilet Paper. According to USA Today, Babble Top, 10 Upcoming Food Shortages You Need to Know About. Number 10, you got soda. Number 9, oranges number eight pasta i was at costco the other day man pasta was short they usually have super packs of pasta you know you get some some the the shells and the spirals and then the 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 spaghetti nope all i saw the pasta i saw was macaroni and cheese boxes man so i can attest to the pasta shortage ready to eat foods you want to see a shortage in those rice Rice is practically the most reliable and effective item you can get, but it is in short supply. Number five, canned and frozen vegetables. Number four, pet food. Number three, seeds. Number two, cleaning supplies. And number one, basically everything else, from fruits to your favorite kind of soda. This year has been difficult in terms of product availability, whether it's because of labor problems or simply high demand. A lot of things have gone missing from our store shelves. Something to worry about. Parade, here are the groceries you might be missing on your store shelves. What foods are in short supply? Turkey and chicken will, su- will likely specifically be in short supply. Experts say the turkey shortage is predominantly of smaller turkeys. Many families had smaller gatherings for Thanksgiving and will likely do, this game, do the same this year, making the demand for smaller birds skyrocket above the available supply. What's next? Beef and bacon shortage may plague our plates. What else we got carbonated uh, beverages, of course. Beer and soda may be harder to come by. There's a pumpkin shortage. There's a pet food shortage. Paper towel and toilet paper shortages may be coming back. There may be a shortage of Lunchables and juice boxes. There's a canned food shortages that are coming. Because uh, aluminum is in short supply for a lot of manufacturers. So those of you who love to stock up on canned can sales... May have a tougher time this year in addition to aluminum shortages. There's also simply the fact that more people are cooking at home. Yikes. I thought it early because we got a lot of these, man. I'm, I don't even think I'm halfway through these. What do we got here? warriors.com Wall Street down as retailers stoke inflation fears. Wall Street benchmarks closed down today. On inflation fears and supply chain concerns with investors betting the Federal Reserve will raise interest rates sooner than expected to tame rising prices they gonna raise these rates they gonna kill they gonna kill everything tell y'all they start raising these rates Target Corp was the latest big-name retailer to report positive results upping its annual forecast and beating profit profit expectations citing an early start to holiday shopping other retailers yet to report earnings traded lower including Macy's Kohl's Gap, and Urban Outfitters. Some retailers buck the trend. TJ Maxx hit an all-time intraday high after it reported beating estimates. Oh, they beat estimates. Oh, you should be happy. TJ Maxx, they reported beating estimates. So business is good, right? You know, they have, you don't have anything to worry about, do you? TJ Maxx? Oh, yes you do. TJ Maxx is raising prices on some upscale brands. Inflation, TJ Maxx stores have been popular during the panorama with shoppers looking to score bargains on designer brands, but it's been raising prices on some of those upscale products. Quote, our strategy is to surgically raise retail prices on select items and we believe is working very effectively. So you got higher prices at TJ Maxx. Sky... High home prices may push Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to back loans of nearly $1 million, CNN business. Home prices all over the country have seen stratospheric increases within the past year as demand for home spiked and inventory tanked. But higher prices are expected to push the limits of conforming loans to what ex- experts anticipate may be record increases in 2022 with maximum loan limit at nearly $1 million. buckaroos, player buckaroos. For high-cost areas, the expected increases were reported by the Wall Street the Journal. The Wall Street the Journal yesterday, and industry publications have been forecasting the changes too. Mortgages above the conforming loan limits imposed by federal mortgage giants Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are considered non-conforming or jumbo mortgages, and typically come with higher interest rates. The increase is great news for home buyers, especially those in high-cost areas where being pushed into jumbo mortgage, even for modest homes, is the norm. Quote: There are so many benefits to having a conforming loan. Increasing the loan limits will be huge. End quote. So, how the housing market is getting so crazy that they got to increase the 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 limits for borrowers so they can afford properties, which I guess is a good thing. You know, that's not that's not absolutely bad, is it? So I wouldn't, you know, I don't know you, you You tell me Associated Press, Ohio Retirement Fund Sues Facebook Over investment loss This is crazy, Ohio's largest Public employee pension fund has sued Facebook, now known as Meta Alleging that it broke federal securities law By purposely misleading the public About the negative effects of its Social platforms and the Algorithms that run them The lawsuit, excuse me by the Ohio Public Employees Retirement System specifically claims that Facebook buried inconvenient findings about how the company has managed those algorithms, as well as the steps it said it was taken to protect the public. The suit also contends claims that Facebook knew that its platform facilitated dissension, illegal activity, and violent extremism, but refused to correct it. The Associated Press and a coalition of other news organizations have reported extensively Facebook's actions, internal dissents, that warn of these problems and related issues around the world based on internal company documents, now known as the Facebook Papers, leaked by the data scientist and former Facebook employee, Francis Hagen. I think this is huge. You got the Ohio Retirement Fund suing Facebook. And, you know, any other retirement fund, is going to be paying close attention to this case because if they're successful, it's going to open up the floodgates for any fund management fund investment fund that as a part of their portfolio, they bought Facebook shares and you know the fund lost money due to the negative share impact the Facebook papers had on the company so if if you have holdings in Facebook significant holdings in Facebook as a part of your retirement portfolio and Facebook loses value you're going to have a significant loss in in that portfolio well with the facebook papers coming out it's basically saying that they knew what facebook did to its users and they were basically covering it up that opens the door for a liability. So I'm paying a close attention to this one right here. All right, let's, I mean, we'll get back to it. CNN Business, French winemakers face devastation after worst weather in 30 years. If you like wine, you better go get it. You better go buy all the wine that you can play. One of France's biggest export industries is facing a devastating blow after an unusually severe frost earlier this month damaged vineyards across the country. Heaping pain on winemakers already reeling from the Panorama and U.S. tariffs. The frost has affected 80% of vineyards and fonts, the primary wine-growing areas, according to the European Committee on Wine Companies, quote, this is expected to cause a yield loss ranging from 25 to 50% in some regions, end quote. The trade body told CNN Business Today, the destruction spread across Rhone Valley, Bordeaux, Burgundy, Champagne, province, and Other Valleys, said Anne Colombo, my bad, president of the Cornus Appalachian, a wine-growing area in the Rome region. Quote, in some regions, there will be very, very few grapes this year. End quote. She said, adding that the frost in Cornus is the worst in more than half a century. So, and of course, there's California winemakers and stuff like that, but I can guarantee you, that the reduction in the available supply chain of wine from that is going to raise the overall prices for all wine throughout the world. But, you know, I think it's just basic supply and demand economics. You know, I went to school for international business, sales, and marketing. I double majored. But what do I know? I could be, you know what I'm saying? CNBC, retirees are unretiring. And that's good for the labor market. Um, retirees are coming out of the retirement and that's good sign for the market. early retirements among older Americans are among the many labor distortions related to the panorama according to economists says health risks and other factors led many to leave their jobs but there's an open question are these retirements permanent or will these workers rejoin the workforce the answer could have big implications for the United States economy and even the finances of everyday Americans at a time when overall labor force participation has remained stubbornly low. The number of retirees re-entering the job market is picking up, according to Nick Bunker, Economic Research Director for North America at Jobsite Indeed. That's largely a positive thing. Most panorama-era retirements seem to have been for bad reasons. Forced retirements has been health crises rather than good ones like Inflated nest eggs. The trend, quote, suggests there's a group of people out there who want work and are increasingly finding it. End quote. Or people, you know, people who were retired and thought they were all good. This inflation is whooping them, and they're realizing that I'm going to have to come out of retirement and start working again. Associated Press. Michigan empo- unemployment is revised higher and is above the U.S. rate. The federal government today corrected Michigan's unemployment rate upward by 1.7 percentage points above the U.S. average, citing an outlier in statistical modeling last winter amid sharp job swings during the panorama. The September jobless figure now at 6.3% had been 4.6%. The October number also newly released today dipped to 6.1% higher than the national rate. Of four point six percent if you are in Michigan if you can then start start a business, the problem stems from inputs into a model for the Detroit Warren Dearborn metropolitan area for January, which produced quote some distortions and quote in benchmarking factors used in Michigan according to the u s Bureau of Labor Statistics state officials said they noticed the agency off i'm sorry notified the agency of the issue in may quote the michigan estimate was lower than what was basically appropriate end quote scott powell director of the bureau said it was a red flag so michigan has the highest unemployment in the united states um that's too bad player We'll be out here, Reuters.com. Canada's annual inflation rate matches 18-year high. It's set to keep rising. Canada's annual inflation rate accelerated again in October, matching a February 2003 high, led by sharp rises in gasoline and Mikasa is Sukasa prices. Inflation rose 4.7% in line with expectations, up from 4.4% in September statistics wow they're not really statistics canada canada <laughs> data showed it was the seventh consecutive month in which headline inflation topped the bank of canada's one to three percent control range it is not just the us it's not just europe this stuff is happening all over you may have heard of it and if you haven't this is historic and significant cnbc.com crypto.com coin rallies after the company buys the naming rights to the Staples Center I didn't believe it, I thought it was fake news when I first saw it, but I guess not crypto.com, a cryptocurrency trading platform, secured a 20 year contract deal worth $700 million with the Anschutz Entertainment Group to buy the naming rights to the Staples Center in Los Angeles home to the Los Angeles Lakers the name change will take effect on Christmas Day when the Lakers host the Brooklyn Nets after the deal was announced last night Crypto.com's coin called CRO rallied it's over 24% in 24 hours and has cracked the top 20 cryptocurrencies by market value Crypto.com has been a substantial growth arbiter In a relatively short period, the platform launched in 2016 has surpassed 1 million users in September 2019. And now boasts more than 10 million users. Can you believe it? It's crazy. What else we got? CNBC, this couple's eight-figure... I'm sorry, three, one, wow, six-figure income streams from eight businesses making $3 million a year. That was a weird headline. It all started with side hustles. As a married couple, one of the most rewarding accomplishments of starting side hustles was the ability to eventually step away from our nine-to-five jobs. Now we get to focus on things that are important to us, such as spending time with our children, traveling, and giving back. Craig and I, so this must be first person, had several of our own side gigs prior to meeting each other, but we started our first business together in 2006 when we merged our two side hustles into one company, Tandem Consulting. Our clients range from large businesses like Home Depot and Under Armour to more niche retailers. In the health and beauty space today, Tandem generates $3 million in annual revenue. We like to tell people that our financial success all started with side hustles. You better start your job. You better start that side job. What's wrong with you? What's the matter, you? CNBC gold rises as inflation unease boosts appeal. That's all I'm going to say on that because you should already know CNBC Bill Gates' is terror power aims to build its first advanced nuclear reactor in a coal town in Wyoming. Parapower, a startup co-founded by Bill Gates to revolutionize designs for nuclear reactors, has chosen Kemmerer, Wyoming, as the preferred location for its first demonstration reactor. It aims to build the plant in the frontier area, coal town, by 2028. Construction of the plant will be a job bonanza with 2,000 workers at its peak. Terra Power CEO Chris Levesque said in a video call yesterday, it will also provide new clean energy jobs to a region dominated by the coal and gas industry. Today, a local power plant, a coal mine, and a natural gas processing plant combined provide more than 400 jobs a sizable number for a region that has only around 3,000 residents. So, nuclear power is being implemented. I am one of the people who, you know, this whole transition from fossil fuels to green energy must be facilitated by a crutch. Maybe even held up, so to speak, by nuclear power. Safe nuclear power, but nuclear power nonetheless. Associated Press, Bill Gates' venture picks Wyoming City for sodium nuclear plants. So it's all over the news. What do we got here? Reuters.com, Apple to sell spare parts to consumers to repair their own iPhones and Macs. It's... Has been a long time coming, y'all. I'm serious. The right to repair, this has been going on for years. And these companies have been moving away from allowing us to repair our own devices for a long time. So this is something that I think is very, very good. Apple Incorporated today said it will, for the first time, start selling spare parts and tools to the general public to perform their own repairs on some iPhones. And Mac computers. The self-service repair program comes after years of pressure from consumer groups, have resulted in Apple providing greater access to repair manuals and genuine parts. In 2019, Apple started a program where independent repair shops can buy its parts, tools, and manuals. Apple said there are now 2,800 independent shops in its program, in addition to its 5,000 directly authorized repair providers. And this is this is cool because I, you know, I recently. With the Best Buy, and may fix the screen on an iPhone. This, this is like a Twilight Zone episode or something. Under the self-service program, Apple customers will be able to buy those parts directly to perform their own repairs after reading a manual. Apple said the online store will start with about 200 parts and tools aimed at fixing the most common issues with displays, batteries, and cameras on iPhone 12 and 13 models. The program will eventually extend to Mac computers that use Apple's M1 chip and later to less common repairs. Customers will be offered the same pricing on parts and tools as independent repair shops and will be able to return their used parts to Apple pleading a repair to receive a discount. Apple said the program will begin early next year in the United States and expand to more countries later in the year. This is a good thing, y'all. This is this is a very good thing. It's a huge thing. Uh, Tesla's Elon Musk's exercises more options, and sells $973 million for taxes. Um, Elon Musk is a hyper-intelligent person. He's a super troll. I don't believe the auspices as to why he's doing this. I think, it's, I think he has ulterior motives that people aren't seeing. But whatever. Tesla chief executive Elon Musk sold another... million in stocks to pay taxes after exercising options yesterday. Musk acquired 2.1 million shares worth $2.2 billion at yesterday's closing and he sold 934,091 of them for $973 million to pay taxes. In a sector surge spearheaded by Rivian Automotive Inc. and Lucid Group Tesla Inc. rose 4.1%. Uh, I want you all to understand this dude is hyper smart and he's selling his stock. Uh, he, he did a poll on Twitter should he sell his stock and pay some taxes. And of course people said yes. So this is the man, This he's using this as a cover to sell stock and cash out of Tesla. Pay attention; these people are not stupid. Associated Press: Biden pushes electric vehicle chargers as energy costs spike. Detroit: President Joe Biden punched the accelerator on a battery-powered Hummer today, causing the wheels to squeal and the truck to jet forward as he tried in his own way to drive the country toward an electric vehicle future. The engine was quiet as the president pulled up to a waiting delegation of reporters and officials. Quote, anyone want to jump in the back? End quote. Biden asked. The president had just toured a General Motors plant in Detroit to showcase how his newly signed $1 trillion infrastructure law could transform the auto industry. He's highlighting billions of dollars in his giant bipartisan infrastructure deal to pay for the installation of electric vehicle chargers, chargers across the country. An investment, he says, will go a long way to curbing planet warming carbon emissions while creating good paying jobs. I don't know. It's gonna, it's, do you think the price of charging an electric vehicle will someday soon be on par with the price of gasoline energy prices are crazy but what we got next amazon bans visa credit cards in the uk why the two companies are clashing now you might be like yeah what does this have to do with anything just just follow me real right quick right amazon and visa are at war or so it seems from the outside amazon took today the a highly unusual step of announcing it will stop accepting payments using Visa credit cards issued in the UK, so this is not the US, this is the UK, from January 2022, so this is in January, the well is over, the fees charged by Visa, which have recently risen due to Brexit, but industry watchers say the disagreement goes deeper than that and amounts to a battle over the future of payments, and this is why I'm interested. Future of payments. At the heart of the issue is something called interchange fees. This is a small fee levied by Visa and other card networks on every transaction made using its cards. Visa takes the fee to cover the cost of processing the payment. Amazon said it was taking action in response to, quote, high fees, end quote. Without specifically saying what they were, the European Union introduced regulation in 2015 that capped interchange fees in the block at two tenths of a percent for debit card transactions and three tenths of a percent for credit card transactions. The European Union said that at the time that the move would save consumers an estimated six billion euros in quote hidden fees end quote Britain's exit from the EU means operators were no longer bound by these rules. The Financial Times reported earlier this year that Visa planned to increase its cross-border interchange fees from three-tenths of a percent to 1.5 percent. Yada, yada, that's the cover story, but check this out. The disagreement appears to run deeper than just Britain and any Brexit-related changes. In the last few months, Amazon has introduced surcharges On customers using Visa credit cards in Singapore and Australia, again citing Visa high fees. Advances in online payments and banking. David Macy, CEO at MultiPay Global Solutions, said, "Quote: Amazon is firing the starting gun on a race for new payment methods." End quote. This is this is why this is interesting these so-called new payment methods pay attention advances in online banking and regulation covering what's known as quote open banking end quote means amazon could now theoretically plug into a customer's bank account directly and take payments straight from the bank that would cut out card companies altogether leave amazon leaving amazon with the bigger slice of the pie we're seeing more merchants considering open banking with which deliver instant bank-to-bank payments quote fundamentally cards were not built for online commerce and have been retrofitted into digital checkouts creating complexity and cost of for merchants and friction for customers this is why every merchant including Amazon is looking at alternative and digitally native payment methods Amazon hinted at broader ambitions in a statement on visa today saying quote with the rapidly changing payments landscape around the world we will continue innovating on behalf of customers to add and promote faster, cheaper, and more inclusive payment options to our stores across the globe, and quote. Quote, I think this is a negotiation tactic from Amazon more than anything. They would negotiate these fees with the requiring bank partners and with the car schemes directly. So, open bank payments in eBay was talking about this. Amazon's talking about this. I'm not cool with it. The reason why, and I'm going to tell you why, they want to essentially have your Amazon account, you won't be able to use credit cards or debit cards. You can only connect your bank account, right? Or maybe your crypto wallet with USD coin. The problem I have with that is specifically eBay, Amazon, what if I buy something, right? You take the money directly out of my, my checking account and then they don't ship it to me or they ship. Something that is incorrect now I have to wait how long possibly buy another item from another seller now I'm out the price of two products and I only receive one product And I have to wait until the bank decides to give me my money back that's the reason why I use credit cards today I don't use debit cards at all ever I use credit cards like debit cards and you know what really did it for me is I read a, an international monetary fund white paper on how debit card and cash payers pay for the points and cash back of credit card users. So which really spurred me to use this. But, you know, think of you're going to use your debit card at a gas station, you know, swiping it at the pump, pulling it out, right, driving off. And then the next day, suddenly there's $400 missing out of your checking account. It's a problem. And you have to work with the bank and try to get these people to give you your money back credit cards on the other hand it's not your money it's the credit card company's money if i have a problem with the transaction i just dispute the charge it's not money that i have to wait to get back it's money that i'm not paying ever you know and that's why i use credit cards heavily i'm never ever going to sign up for any of this silliness that they're talking about open banking i don't give access to no merchants directly to you know the bank account and i suggest you don't either but let's move forward. MSN Money. Oregon Tax Cheat Nope, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that one last. McDonald's partners with IBM to replace drive-thru employees with artificial intelligence. The bite. McDonald's is partnering with IBM to implement artificial intelligence tech to take orders at its drive-thru lanes. Quote, in my mind, IBM is the ideal partner for McDonald's given their expertise. In building AI-powered customer care solutions and voice recognition, end quote. This is McDonald's CEO, Chris Kempczinski. It's arguably the last thing we need. The kind of frustration we get from trying to communicate with AI-powered software. Cough Siri. Could make anybody rip their hair out the next time they hit up a fast food joint. McAutomation. In 2019, the restaurant chain bought a tech startup called Apprenti and renamed it McD Tech Labs. As part of the partnership, IBM will acquire the company. McDonald's has already tested the tech developed by Apprente at several restaurants in Chicago this summer. At the time, McDonald's claimed the system could already handle about 80% of the orders that came its way, filling in with about 85% accuracy. Excuse me. Bizarrely, Kempczynski, Kemp, Kemp, Claim human workers were actually eager to help the system out. Quote, we've had to do a little bit of training of just keep your hands off the steering wheel. Let the computer do its work. End quote. He said at the time the company shares were up 2%. McDonald's is betting big on technology to drive sales as already evidenced in its widespread rollout of automated order taking kiosks.
0: And oh, don't worry about it. You're going to work in
1: conjunction with the technology. They're not going to take your jobs. Whatever. Local NBC affiliate KCRA. This is a uh, no cal Nor cal 11-year-old girl starts a barbecue business in Sacramento County. 11-year-old Fair Oaks girl who couldn't find a barbecue apron for girls has since created her own business to sell aprons and barbecue rub. She's getting older, and I thought, well, how am I going to keep bonding with my daughter? So I was like, okay, maybe we can learn to do this together. She's 11 years old. Her and her pops opened up a barbecue business They're doing their dance. I don't want to hear
0: anything from you talking about how You can't start your own business. I can't start. If
1: an 11-year-old can start her own business and find success, what's really hood? What's, what's really hood? What's, what's hoodery? Okay. Market Watch. MSN, Oregon tax cheat owed millions in real estate and businesses. I'm sorry. Owned millions in real estate and businesses but made himself look like a pauper to collect food stamps, prosecutors say. I found this. This is kind of in line with what we're talking about, you know. Uh, what we got? Three and a half years in prison uh, after a complex, decades-long effort to avoid paying taxes. He, uh, Robert Andrew Lund, 63, of Lebanon, Lebanon, Oregon, had gone to such lengths to hide his income from his computer company, rental properties, health food store, bookstore, and scuba diving business. That he even collected food stamps and Medicaid benefits, you stupid idiot. Something's wrong with this dude. Lamb claimed he wasn't a US citizen and that the IRS had no authority over him, language consistent with the sovereign citizens movement. Lamb's tax evasion Odyssey dates back to the mid nineteen nineties when he was convicted of illegally structuring his computer consultancy through a trust in an effort to evade paying the IRS. Taxes. He was ordered to pay four hundred forty-four thousand of back taxes, and this is in the 1990s. Instead of paying what he owed, Len appealed the ruling and simply stopped filing taxes altogether. Prosecutors said he then engaged in a long-running letter-writing campaign with the IRS, in which he claimed he wasn't a U.S. citizen and that the tax agency had no authority over him, language consistent with the sovereign citizens movement. Members of the movement deny the legitimacy of the U.S. government and often refuse. To pay taxes and gum up the legal system through endless and obstructive court filings. During this time, Len had retained a tax protester attorney who was later convicted of tax evasion and disbarred. Prosecutors say Len also moved many of his assets, including his computer business, a 90 acre compound with a seven bedroom house and airstrip the former city hall and post office buildings in Albany, Oregon, and a trailer park he owned into multiple layers of corporate entities controlled by others, including his father. In the meantime, as Len lost his appeals on his tax judgment, he tried to file for bankruptcy several times and applied for and received tens of thousands of dollars in food stamps and me- and Medicaid benefits. On uh, One food stamp application, Len claimed he was party, I'm sorry, a party, he was a party time handyman that's not my fault it says party time hand man, handyman but I, I, uh, hey it starts your own you can start start a, a news service i bet you could write better news articles than these fools he said he just made eight hundred ten dollars a month prosecutors said while this occurred land really owned property and businesses worth millions while he stalled on paying what he owed in taxes pay attention while he stalled on paying what he owed in taxes prosecutors say the bill rose steadily with penalties and interest to 1.7 million dollars part of his guilty plea lund has agreed to pay the figure to the irs and oregon state officials for fraudulent benefits he received in court filings lund Lund's attorney said his client acknowledged that he had followed bad tax and legal advice from people aligned with the sovereign movement. He said in recent years, he had become a natural path and was committed to helping people. I want to point out he was ordered to pay $444,000 to the IRS in the 1990s. Instead of paying what he owed, he appealed the ruling, stopped filing tax, and stopped filing his taxes. From the IRS website itself, November 15th, Portland, Oregon, an Oregon man was sentenced to federal prison today after failing to pay more than $1.7 million in personal income taxes in a complex tax evasion case dating back to 2001. 2001, that's 20 years ago, man. According to documents in the mid 1980s, after working for several years as a computer engineer and a programmer for the Hewlett Packard Company, Lund moved to Oregon and started a private computer consulting company called Lund Performance Solutions, or LPS. LPS's clients include large businesses, school districts, and healthcare companies located throughout the U.S. In 1993, Lund paid $30,000 to an offshore trust promoter to establish layers of trust to hide his LPS profits from the IRS. From 1994 to 1996, Despite LPS being highly profitable, Lund reported almost no income on his personal income tax returns. Oops! Soon after, the IRS audited Lund and determined he owed more than $2.7 million in taxes, plus penalties. Lund used his untaxed profits to buy 90 acres of land outside Eugene, Oregon, on which he built seven, a 7,000-square-foot 7, house that was later appraised at $950,000. Lund, a small aircraft Pilot also built a private landing strip on the property. Lund also purchased the former City Hall and Post Office building in Albany, Oregon, a trailer park with multiple rental units and two rental houses. Lund ran LPS and several smaller businesses, including a health food store, a bookstore, and a scuba diving equipment and lessons company from the building in Albany. Lund challenged his tax assessments in U.S. tax courts. Oops. And the Ninth nice Circuit Court of Appeals. Okay, that makes sense. Both affirmed he owed IRS unpaid taxes. Over the next decade, the IRS sent Lund dozens of letters, bills, summonses for financial records. Lund replied with his own letters, claiming he was not a U.S. citizen and therefore not subject to taxation. Oh my God. Um, let's jump into this this show, man. And I know we coming up on. Like five minutes left in the broadcast. So if you're listening online, you wanna call in. Call the numbers five six three nine 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 three six two five. You will be cut off in about seven minutes. Now what I wanna talk about is is really important. Um the first and foremost, we need to understand what's 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 happening. 'Cause you know, that case right there, I mean I saw it today, I think it's perfect. There's there's a difference between tax evasion. And tax avoidance, tax evasion is completely legal,
0: 100% legal.
1: Tax evasion is illegal. You'll go to you'll go to jail. You go to federal prison if you evade taxes. Evasion is you structured your affairs and operated your business in a certain manner to where a tax is incurred. You 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 you've operated. The business or businesses in a manner by which it incurred taxes. So there's a taxable event. Tax avoidance is setting up your affairs, your legal affairs in a way to where the, the manner and structure and administration necessarily avoids taxation. Now, this case right here, I can just tell you off top. I can tell you off top that, you know, he paid some promoter to set up his structures. I think that was the first mistake. If you're going to pay anyone, you need to pay these people to teach you how to do this stuff yourself. Please understand what I'm telling you.
0: First and foremost,
1: second of all, he didn't properly execute The exchange, creation, the inception, creation, execution, exchange, and appointment of administrators for the business trust. What he was attempting to do is not illegal, but he just ended up doing
0: what he was attempting to do
1: in an illegal fashion, didn't correct himself, started talking about, I'm not a U.S. citizen, and I'm sovereign, and I don't, I'm not subject to tax. That was after they gave him a bill. After they told him, no, you owe this tax bill. That's the problem. You need to set up your affairs effectively. The first time.
0: Operate effectively with clean hands and arms length. Period. So,
1: a lot of people don't know the difference between evasion and avoidance, and that's cool. You know, and you you read this stuff, you see stories like this, and if you don't know any better, it would completely scare you away from private trusts, 100%. But I'm here to tell you, you're dealing with people who don't understand what, what they're doing, and they're messing up, and their failures are promoted and heavily broadcast to deter anyone else. Um, he challenged his tax assessments in U.S. Tax Court and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, both affirmed he owed the IRS unpaid taxes. He There was obviously an issue in the administration. So private business trust versus private family trust. Let's just get into some distinctions, right? Because there's a difference between a business trust and other trust, a family trust, an asset trust, a, a generation skipping trust, a charitable trust. There's over 80 different types of trust. So I want to get into specifically, 100%, what this is. So I am reading a, from a document. If you would like this document sent to you for free, all you have to do is email secretary at welcome. To the foundation.com and this document will be sent to you free of charge. Just put in the the subject line show document November 17th. You don't have to say hi. You don't have to say hello. You don't have to say peace. You don't have to say anything. But if you like this document, that's what you're going to have to do. Otherwise, if, if If you can't follow simple directions, I don't know what to tell you. You know, secretary at com. So the Unincorporated Business Trust or the Unincorporated Business Organization Trust is an organization born out of common law. It is different from a statutory trust in that. It is a contractual business contract that has 100% legal ownership of assets vested in the trust, whereas the more common statutory trust arrangements, usually legal ownership is vested in the trustee, and equitable ownership belongs to the named beneficiaries, and that's common. Statutory trust as well as private – like family trust, it, it would be very similar. Business trust is not like that. The the UBO or unincorporated business organization has beneficial interest certificate holders rather than beneficiaries. And I want y'all to think of this. The best way to picture a business trust and how it functions and how it's structured is to kind of try to picture a corporation. All right. So look, The beneficial interest certificate holders have no equitable ownership and only restricted rights under the contract. So unlike shareholders in a corporation where shareholders in a corporation have the right to vote and they have a right to share in the direction and in the, the decision making of the company. Beneficial certificate holders with regards to a business trust do not have that. They don't have any authority. They don't have any any rights. They don't have any power. All right? they are entitled to a pro rata share of any trust distributions during the life of the trust and a pro rata share of any distributions upon a termination of the trust that's all they're entitled to and that's if the trustees decide to however since trustees have total discretionary power they can decide if and when to ever make a distribution the beneficial interest certificate holders can only hold certificates and wait for such a decision or distribution from the trustees, and this is important because this is a rather weak position of the beneficial interest certificate holders is very important because it frustrates the Internal Revenue Service in their attempts to immediately tax exchanges of appreciated capital assets into the unincorporated business organization. And this is right here. This is what I'm thinking that this guy had a problem with. My man, y'all, you should look him up robert andrew lund of lebanon oregon they put this man on blast all throughout the world man but i believe that he was already operating a business right he already had business he already had businesses more than likely and his issue in my i would say educated opinion would have been how he set up the, the trust structures because only way a trust can be pierced the veil of a trust can be pierced is by improper administration self-dealing or um, co-mending assets it doesn't sound like he did that because he had his father and others who were in control so the inception or the creation of the trust well, must have been challenged that's it I've studied the Supreme Court cases to know so when he's tried to arrange his affairs to where he couldn't incur a tax obligation, is where he fell short. And his guru or whoever charged him thirty grand to set his estate up did not help him. But it was an offshore trust promoter. You know, I get a lot of these people are oh, the trust is foreign. How is the trust foreign? Because it's in Jamaica. I'm hanging up on you. You don't understand. What type of foreign concept That is being discussed When we're talking about private trust It's foreign to the legislature It's foreign to state statutes It exists under the common law right to contract It's protected by the U.S. Constitution If you say it's foreign Then it falls under some other government authority but you must be specific. communication, is foreign in the sense that it is not governed by state statute. It's foreign to statutory authority, regulation, creation, and destruction. Period. The IRS is always going to look to immediately tax exchanges of appreciated capital. An exchange or sale would normally trigger a taxable event, but the actual date of the event is not yet determined. Thus, the certificates are used to create an exchange of equal but indeterminable value. That is, the exchange of assets for certificates is deemed an equal exchange, but because there is no public market that can put a value on the certificates for tax purposes and since the beneficial interest certificate holder won't receive any distribution or money of money or profits until later, at the discretion of the trustee, the exchange also must be viewed as having an indeterminable value. Since the certificates have no marketable value and receipt of any profits is at some unknown time in the future, the IRS is prevented from taxing the beneficial interest certificate holder on any profits at any time of the exchange. In such a case, the IRS must also wait. According to court documents, in the mid-1980s, after working for several years as a computer engineer and a programmer for the Hewlett-Packard Company, Lund moved to Oregon and started a private computer consulting company called Lund Performance, uh, Performance Solutions. LPS's clients included large businesses, school districts, healthcare companies, and other companies located throughout the United States. In 1993, so we're going from the mid-80s to 1993. In 1993, Lund paid $30,000 to an offshore trust promoter to establish layers of trust to hide his LPS profits from the IRS. From 1994 to 1996, despite LPS being highly profitable, Lund reported almost no income on his personal income tax returns. Soon after, the IRS audited Lund in the term he owed more than $2.7 million in taxes plus penalties. He didn't survive the audit. The reason why he didn't survive the audit is because when he restructured, he did it improperly. Oh, the trust is foreign. It's foreign. It's offshore. Good luck with that. There are ample court cases and or citations to support the tax treatment of an exchange. In Burnett versus Logan, the quote: "The U.S. Supreme Court ruled that if property received in exchange has no fair market value, it does not res- represent taxable gain to the recipient." So, I'm, I'm assuming, you know, through my educated hy- hypotheses, that this man improperly restructured his business and instead of hearing the IRS and fixing the way in which he made a mistake, he became belligerent, uncooperative, stopped filing returns and basically saying that he's not a U.S. citizen. There was already a tax assessed to him. They're already saying, you owe taxes. He attempted to evade the taxes by by challenging his citizenship, by not reporting income, by using untaxed profits to purchase land, and so on and so forth. A trust properly set up, properly funded is not, you know, I've read many cases where very similar behavior but different but similar was held up So One of the most important devices by which individuals may combine their resources to operate a business for profit is the so-called Unincorporated Business Trust or Massachusetts Trust, which may be comprehensively defined as an unincorporated business organization created by an instrument by which property is to be held and managed by trustees for the benefit and profit of such persons as may be or may become the holders of transferable certificates evidencing, evidencing the beneficial interests in the trust estate. Such an organization has been frequently termed a common law trust, but this phrase is not descriptive of any of the particular characteristics of such an organization. The basis for the terminology common law trust is not that such organizations are creatures of the common law, as distinguished from equity, but they are created under the common law of contracts and do not depend upon any statute from any state. Business trusts are excluded from the coverage of the restatement of the law on trusts, wherein it is pointed out that the business trust is a special kind of business association and can be best dealt with in connection with other business associations under the uniform commercial code the term organization unless the context requires other is defined to include a business trust the united states supreme court has thus defined the massachusetts trust as a form of business organization common in that state consisting essentially of an arrangement whereby property is conveyed to trustees in accordance with the terms of an instrument of trust to be held and managed for the benefit of such persons as may from time to time be holders of transferable certificates issued by the trustees showing the shares into which beneficial interests are divided. So a business trust is, is just that. It's 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 a private structure that is created to do business with, to carry on a business. This would be in contradistinction to a family trust. Business trusts typically have transferable certificates. The certificates can be transferred. Um, Similar to corporate shares, you can transfer corporate shares, you can sell your stocks in a company. A family trust, the beneficiary certificates are non-transferable. If a beneficiary passes away or renounces their beneficial status with the trust, that certificate becomes null and void. It is destroyed. When a new heir to the family name is born, the trustees of the family trust will cause to be created a beneficiary certificate specifically for that heir. For the family trust, the beneficiary certificates In contradistinction, to certificates of beneficial interest. The beneficiary beneficiary certificates in a family trust are non-transferable. The certificates of beneficial interest in a business trust, most of the time, are transferable. It's a big difference right there. In its typical and characteristic form, such a trust is brought into being by declaration of trust, by the terms of which persons desiring to invest capital, agree to the creation of a governing group of trustees, vest the latter with title to the property of the enterprise and with the control and management of its business, with provisions for transferable certificates evidenced in the interest of each beneficiary or member for the existence of the trust for a certain period without dissolution or termination by the death insanity or bankruptcy of any member and usually for freedom of the members or shareholders from liability of third persons. Similar to a corporation or LLC, the shareholders or the stockholders of a corporation are not liable for the debts of the corporation. So if if I'm on target property and I slip, and fall, and I hurt my back and my neck. I can sue Target, but I can't sue the shareholders of Target. You follow what I'm saying? That doesn't always, always happen with other organizations, but that is the case with an unincorporated business trust. Business trust organization... They are in an adaptation of the ordinary trust to a new purpose of carrying on a business enterprise. It is governed by the principles of equity relating to trusts generally concerning which it has been said of all exploits of equity. The largest of the most important is the invention and development of the trust. It is an institute of great elasticity and generality as elastic and general as a contract this method of conducting a commercial enterprise is said to have originated in massachusetts as a result of inability to secure corporate charters for acquiring and developing real estate without a special act of the legislature this type of organization has reached its fullest development and most extensive use in that state hence the name massachusetts trust it has been said this type of organization commonly denominated Massachusetts trust originated because of the hostility of some states towards corporations and out of the, 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 the desire to secure some of the advantages of the corporation without incurring the burdens and restrictions thereto. Hmm. Undoubtedly, this consideration is largely responsible for the great development of business trusts. It is no mere coincidence that the widest use and popularity have been contemporaneous with the increase in the regulation and taxation to which corporations have been subjected. So basically the more you tax and regulate corporations, the more you're going to see business trusts, although business trust is a characteristic product of the modern industrial era and the jurisprudence on this subject has grown up largely during the last 50 years. The law reports contain several instances of the use of this form of commercial enterprise more than a century ago. An unincorporated business organization trust. the object is not to hold and conserve a particular property with, with incidental powers as in the traditional type of trust, but to provide a medium for conducting business and sharing in business gains. Thus, a trust may be created by which persons become associated for dealing in real estate, the development of trusts for land, the construction of improvements, and the purchase, management, and sale of properties for dealings in securities or other personal property, or for commerce or other source of business, where those who become beneficially interested either by joining in the plan at the outset or by later participation, according to the terms of an arrangement, seek to share an advantage of the union of their interests in the common enterprise. In Goldwater v. Altman, y'all should get this document. She emailed the secretary. The court, the Supreme Court specifically noted, quote, generally stated a trust of this nature, which, you know, there are trusts of other nature is created wherever several persons transfer the legal title and properties to the trustee with complete power of management in the such trustees free from control from the creators of the trust and the trustee in the discretion pay over the profits of the enterprise to the creators of the trust or the successors in interest as thus defined it is apparent that such a trust is created by the act of the parties and does not depend on statutory law for its validity you got a lot of these offshore trust promoters I don't think they understand this stuff the law of trust is just as much a part of the legislative policy of this state as the law of limited partnerships and corporations it is true that trust historically were not used for the purpose of running large business enterprises and a development of equity courts the law however is not static but is ever growing and expanding in recent years. This form of handling property has been extended to nearly every field of activity, just because a new use has been made of the trust does not mean that new principles of law are to be applied in determining the rights of the trustees, the, the CESK trust, which is the beneficiaries creditors of the trust or other, others that deal with the trust. A further review of California Supreme Court appellate cases reveals that foreign and domestic unincorporated business trusts are completely valid and may hold real estate or participate in practically any legal investment. You can can look up Mary Pickford Company versus Bailey Brothers Incorporated. That's probably one of the best ones that you can look at with regards to this. Uh, Also, generally speaking, the unincorporated business trust organization is a tremendous asset-protecting device. The trust allows the property or business owner to transfer his or her business property into trust, which will be administered by a third-party trustee. Once the property is transferred into the trust, the original owner of the business does not retain any incidents of legal or equitable title to the property. Therefore, no creditor or internal revenue or agent can penetrate the trust property due to the fact that the original property owner no longer owns the property but has transferred the subject property to the trust in exchange for which he or she has received trust certificate units pursuant to the trust agreement the trust certificate units do not have any ascertainable value furthermore the trust states that if the creditor including IRS, attempts to levy upon these certificate units the trust certificate units become null and void and can be reissued by the trustees, and you want to have this language actually in indenture in itself, but you want to make sure that this is done properly, absolutely properly, otherwise, you're going to have an issue. Let me we, we do another couple, let me do a couple citations of authority with regards to a business trust, and I'm just going to wrap it up, because I know I'm running, I'm running late, y'all, I'm running late. So, for protection, the business trust derives no power, benefit, or privilege from any statute according to Crocker versus Malley and Elliott versus Freeman. The few constitutional provisions that declare the term corporation shall be construed to include all associations having the powers of corporations not possessed by individuals, has not made the business trust illegal as held. By state X-REL, Great American Home Savings v. Lee, there is sound legal evidence to support the fact that a true business trust is not an association and will not come under the Missouri Constitutional Provision. U.S. Supreme Court states, quote, we perceive no ground for grouping the two beneficiaries and trustees together in order to turn them into an association. By uniting their contracted functions and powers, although they are in no proper sense associated trust property cannot be held under an attachment nor sold upon the execution of trustee personal debts. That's Hussey versus Arnold. H-U-S-S-E-Y versus Arnold. Um, the trustees may decide to sell or trade trust assets or corpus to some outside third party. They might offer to trade all or any portion of those assets. The buyer or client may reject or accept the offer. If accepted on an arms-length transaction, arms-length transaction, they would transfer or assign the assets to the buyer on behalf of the organization. The buyer would then give the consideration to the trust estate representing the investment interest plus possible appreciation. If the consideration is cash, the trustees will put it into a trust bank account and control it along with the other assets. The tax-free initial exchange can be explained in the process of reviewing court decisions and IRS rulings. On the exchanger side, the trust certificates received had no reportable or determinable value to be declared. The trust organization received property at no gain or loss. If the same property is later sold, only the amount beyond the exchanger basis may be taxable as appreciated value in the assets. The property may be taxed on a taxable status when transferred into the trust organization, but any payment is deferred until distributed to the trust organization. Uh, um, when do, do two more, the courts have defined the meaning conveyed the word exchange is to be giving its ordinary meaning. It means giving one thing for another, requiring the transfer to be in kind and excluding monetary consideration as a basis for measure. oh we've got another one hill et al versus reynolds the character of trust for income tax purposes is dependent on phraseology of the trust instrument whether it discloses a business trust the united states supreme court ruled that if property received in exchange has no fair market value it does not resent represent a taxable gain to the recipients we also got tyson versus commissioner gift tax applies only to transfers by gift with less than full adequate consideration old kent bank and trust company versus the u.s federal estate tax is an excise tax on the transfer of interest in property that occurs as a result of death so if you you transfer the property before death what do you think and let me, let me i'll do this one and y'all should definitely get your hands on this document but this will be the last one i'll do this is raymond pearson motor company versus the commissioner and that would be the irs commissioner taxpayers are not required to continue that form of organization which results in the minimum tax now this guy robert andrew lund of lebanon oregon had the right idea he just executed it incorrectly he thought he had an offshore trust which oops, as well as he's telling me he's not a U.S. citizen, he's making all of these allegations, and all of this is happening after he's been assessed with the tax bill. Let me tell you something. If you're if you're operating in a certain manner and you get a tax bill and you appeal it, and the appeal court says that you owe the tax, pay the tax man, and re arrange your affairs so that you moving forward don't incur any other taxes. Let's call tax avoidance which is completely legal. Tax evasion will get you in trouble. It'll get you in federal prison. But understanding the difference between a business trust and a family trust or an asset trust is very important. You know, you got to, you may have a, you might be in trustee training, you have the business trust, asset trust, family trust, the business trust exists in contradistinction to the asset trust and the family trust. It absolutely does. If it's carrying on a business for profit. Or if its purpose is to generate profit for the beneficiaries, that's a business trust. A family trust or asset trust is a trust where the trustees hold and manage assets and wealth or cash or whatever for the benefit of beneficiaries. These are two separate and distinct entities, both of which over existence, the common law like the contract, both of which are protected by the federal constitution from impairment of the contract by any state legislature. Both of them, in fact, are trust. Both of them are administered by trustees, but the similarities begin to dissipate after that. And we must understand this. We must absolutely understand this. So, you know, I trust that you know I was able to explain some distinctions between private business trust and private family trust I, w- I trust that I was able to you know, at least you know kind of let them have the light bulb go off in your head as far as you know some of the distinctions some of the things that you may be missing some of the things that you may be confused on you know um, as I said I was reading from a document predominantly that's available to you for free all you have to do is email at, uh, secretary, secretary at, I was just going to say at welcome to the foundation.com, but that's not true. You guys, secretary at welcome to the foundation.com. And you will receive the document that I was reading from here on the show this evening. It's, it's a great document. It, it's, it's, it's really, really dope. And I think that this document would helped this guy had he had his hands on it back in 93 because you know that's when this got restructured so and let this be a lesson you know this got restructured in 1993 from 94 to 96 He reported almost no income on his personal tax returns. He bought a bunch of property, did a whole bunch of things. He was indicted in 2019. So from 1993 to 2019, this dude was doing his dance. He was operating this trust, or you know, he had his father administering this trust in a non-conducive manner. He was indicted in 2019. He pled guilty in 2021. So it's something to pay attention to. You know, this this brother, this man could have passed away in that time. And imagine what his heirs would have had to go through trying to, you know, get their hands on this trust, trying to gain control of this trust. You know, the IRS would have came through, the state would have came through, grabbing pieces of the trust, grabbing wealth. You know, if, if it was my father that set up an estate and, and, and appointing me a successor trustee, and then the IRS came and started taking stuff, and the state came and started taking stuff, of my dad's stuff, I would be very, very distraught and distressed. I would feel like I let my dad down. I would be very, very upset, and I wouldn't know that my dad didn't set the trust up correctly. I wouldn't know that my father and my grandfather, whoever else it was, wasn't administering the trust properly. I just would know that my father left this to me, and I couldn't maintain it. I couldn't keep hold of it. I couldn't take care of it. So now for the rest of my life, I'm going to have to deal with the ideology that I let my father down after his death. That would suck, man. And, you know, this is the big reason why I'm so passionate about educating y'all with trust administration, to teaching y'all the foundation of this economic system, which is trust and trust law, because this. This journey that you're embarking on is going to consist of multiple generations. You're talking about children and parents and nieces and nephews and aunts and uncles and so on and so forth. Ancestors. People's hopes, people's dreams, people's hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. Energy exchanged on this planet that they'll never get back they were hoping and praying they're going to be passed with, with very little issues to their heirs but unfortunately due to misinformation due to not understanding public and private due to sovereign citizen mumbo jumbo there's a lot of people who have the, the, the correct idea in mind, but do not ha- possess the correct education to execute that idea, to bring that idea to fruition. So I think it's important to understand, you know, that not only are you putting yourself at risk, by improperly setting up your private estate and or and or improperly administering your private estate you're putting those who care about you who you care about who look up to you who who value your opinion and value what you did in in a precarious situation and this is the impetus you know this is part of the reason behind my passion you know bringing this information making these distinctions pancaking these toes making it very difficult for these scammers and gurus to get your fiat currency i want to be like well you're gonna send me the trust but are you going to teach me how to administer it that should be the question most people think oh once i have the structure i'm all good no you must know how to properly administer these structures. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. This man set up his trust in 1993. He's about to do four years in federal prison in 2021. This is not a game. $1.7 million federal 70000 state that's a lot of money. That's a lot of wealth, man. So ultimately, I would do, do myself a favor. You know, I would email me at, at welcome to the com and inquire with regards to trustee training. You know, don't fall for it. You're, you're going to get, and this is the reason why, and you know. It's important to not only look at information that coincides or parrots what you believe and what you want. It's also important to look at information that says you're wrong, that may not be very flattering to what you're trying to do, you know, and that's what we do, you know. Looking, looking at Supreme Court cases is important. You got to know. What do they do to make this mistake? Was it a proper improper administration? Was, was the inception of the trust corrupted? What, what's going on? What did they do? What happened? So that we can know, you know so, so that we're not in fear, we're not scared. And, you know, we're not being able to be accused or it be alleged that we're evading taxes or something of that nature. Understanding, you know, proper trust administration, understanding proper distinctions between, you know, a private trust that is a business trust and a private trust that is a family trust is very important, you know? So. You know this this is this our passion over here we also we also get into business setting up businesses business credit you know we get into finance we get into you know real money tangible assets things of that nature but I mean the the core is setting up your private estate I don't care what you say your birth certificate I got a state seal on it you title you title your assets your vehicle your 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 real estate your your property you title that and in that name That has a state seal on it. Then that belongs to the state. You got to get this titles. You have to get your property outside of state titles. Birth certificate. certificate. It's a state title. It's a state title. If you title it in that name, it is ultimately titled to the state. I don't care what you say. Prove me wrong. Corporations, you title it in the corporation. Well, so i title my stuff in the corporation. The corporation, it receives this charter from the state. It's authorized to do business in the state by the state it is a creature of the state same thing with the LLC same thing with the partnership limited partnership limited liability I don't care what it is they are all authorized by the state the creatures of the state the birth certificate it is a creature of the state oh it's the all cap name it's straw man it's the debtor it's the it's the exemptor look I don't care it's a creature of the state it's a creature of the state well, is is regards to my capacity and and my standing versus I'm I'm not going to get into that I'm not going to get into that because you are the only one that may or may not have capacity or standing with regards to that creature of the state, that birth certificate what about your children? what about your nieces and nephews? your job is once you get this information is to act on it and to create private structures that are not creatures of the state that are creatures essentially of the common law right to contract that are governed and administered by your heirs, you and your heirs outside of statutory authority that's your job now whether you choose to accept and complete that job is 100% on you you gotta sleep with yourself at night you gotta wake up and look at yourself in the mirror, or maybe you don't. I don't know, but if you can't understand and put together what this is, I don't know what to tell you you know book a consultation let's 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 have a conversation. It's really really important as far as I'm concerned, so you know I appreciate y'all checking out the show. I will not. <laughs> be taking any calls. This was a long show. You know, it's, 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 it's jam-packed. I suggest you download it. I suggest you, you check it out maybe once or twice. You know? And uh, I suggest you email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com and inquire with regards to trustee training. I suggest you go to welcometothefoundation.com and sign up for the email list so you can get access to the exclusive offers. There's an exclusive offer right now. And that's all I will say. If you're an email list subscriber, you are exclusive here at the foundation. The only higher exclusivity exclusivity that can be reached here at the foundation is being a trustee. Being a trustee and trustee training. So there is there's, there's almost none above you. A few trustees, that's about it. Y'all email subscribers, y'all are the bomb. For y'all listeners, y'all are the bomb. I want to say I thank you, I appreciate you. You know, i no idea when I started off here on High Frequency Radio Network that I would still be here in 2021, about to turn into 2022. Wow. It's it's been an amazing journey. You know, I really appreciate y'all. But my, my whole impetus, my point, my purpose is to reestablish the foundational education and understanding of this system. Commerce, education, finance, whatever. Reestablish this foundation because the foundation we were giving was flawed and it was cracked and it was not solid. So, with that being said, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all checking out the show. Definitely do. Appreciate you checking out every show. I trust that you were able to pick up something of what I put down, learn something, you know, uh, obtain a new perspective that you did not possess beforehand, whatever it is, I trust that there's been an impact, positive impact, trustfully in the way you think, and let that furl down into an impact in your life, you know, that's, that's what I trust, that's the purpose of this, you know, I, I'm trying to empower y'all, for real, because once you get this stuff once it clicks oh, you are a formidable opponent and most of the times they will just leave you alone straight up so you know that's it private business trust versus private family trust I appreciate y'all checking out the show you know y'all have a great week I will be here next week I do got some stuff going on but I do my best to make time every single week for y'all to do this, you know, the show. We call it the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. And, uh, you know, we're just going to keep it moving. Coming in New Year, I suggest y'all stock up on food. If you can find pasta, get it. If you can find rice, get it. You know, get you, find some from them cans of Spam. I grew up poor. I don't know if y'all remember, but my family, we would get commodities from the government government cheese, that really nasty milk, uh, the really nasty powdered milk. I mean, it would ruin any cereal that you put that stuff on. It would ruin it. I remember, I would be so upset with being poor. So upset. But I'm going to tell you this. We have an impending food crisis that's going to come. I'm telling you, because the energy crisis is happening right now. The prices of energy is rising. There's lack of energy, blah, 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 blah. Well, energy Is absolutely necessary to create food. Food production is dependent on energy. So we're going to see more and more shortages in food, more and more unavailable food products. Get your hands on as much pasta as you can. Don't go crazy. Don't overcharge your credit cards. Be calm, be specific. Be pragmatic and relax, but focus, stock up on pastas. Stock, stock up on rice, wild rice, if you can find it, stock up on some canned goods, stock up on crackers, mayonnaise, we used to eat mayonnaise and crackers for dinner, I used to eat mayonnaise and crackers for dinner, I, I will never forget what it was like to, to not have anything, anything, at all, mayonnaise and crackers, y'all. So those of you who remember, if you, if you grew up in poverty, you know, look, we might be having these thin times coming again. You know, I don't want to scare anybody. I just want you to be prepared. I want you to be prepared. So you should have a pantry of food, you know, and you should rotate that food. You shouldn't let it sit there. You know, food goes bad over time. So don't get a whole bunch of food that you don't eat. Get the food that you eat. Put it in your pantry. When you buy, let's say you buy some pasta. Put the pasta in your pantry. Buy some more pasta, put it in your pantry. Buy some more pasta, put it in your pantry. And then use the pasta out of your pantry. But use the stuff that you bought first. Use the oldest stuff first. And then kind of rotate it out. Spaghetti sauces. You know, pick meals that are quick and easy and pretty cheap. Rice. I'll say some Spam. I don't eat meat. But if I get hungry enough, I'm going to eat some meat, player. I'm, I'm not playing with you. Rice, spam, pasta, pasta sauces, and bread. Get yeast. Get your hands on some yeast. I would suggest you learn how to make bread. Learn how to make bread. Learn how to make some pasta. But look, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, trust me. And for the OG listeners, you know that I don't say something unless I'm absolutely sure. We're going to have food shortages coming up. This is, we're just hitting the tip of the iceberg right now. So, get ready. Um, Is i I'm, are swaths of the population gonna die of starvation nah man this is america let's be serious people got too many guns for that to, <laughs> for that to happen you know what i mean but it's gonna get, it's gonna get tight for a lot of people and you know money problems and then vicariously subsequently food issues are the biggest relationship issues in the world you know you have them you know so she may be talking mess right now because you're buying extra pasta, you're buying extra sauce, you're buying extra rice, you're buying spam. She may be talking mess now, but next year, she's going to tell you that you're really smart. Vice versa, he might be talking crazy because you're buying all this extra stuff now. But by this time next year, he's going to be thanking you and saying that you're very smart for having you know, the foresight to do this. If nothing happens, you got some extra food that you're going to eat anyways. If something happens, you're good. But inflation is still going to be kicking in. You know, so I would say, and this is what I'm doing. I'm not putting off purchases. I'm buying things that I want. Like if I was thinking I'm going to buy something next year, I'm buying it now. Um, I bought a used used, uh, little SUV. I bought it now instead of later because it's gonna be more expensive later, and it just it just doesn't make sense. Don't buy things that you wouldn't buy or you're not going to buy. But if you you're putting off purchasing something, grab it now. Grab it now. And get get your hands on some food. Learn how to grow in indoors. Get put a pot in your south facing window and plant some basil, or some oregano, or something that you use. Tomatoes, tomatoes they're pretty easy to grow. Tomatoes. Potatoes—they're easy to grow inside. You can grow that stuff inside. If you got south-facing windows, people who don't have south-facing windows will swear to God that you have a green thumb. Like, yo, did you go to agriculture school? Like, nah, just 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 light over here. South-facing windows. Plant some stuff. Plant some tomatoes. Plant some potatoes. You like jalapenos? Plant them joints. They grow inside. Trust me, I know for a fact. Basil—it grows inside. Mint, it'll grow inside. Potatoes, peppers, all these things. Coriander, thyme, all this stuff, it'll grow inside. Just you know, reduce your dependency on the public. I don't need that much food from you. Maybe get some solar panels. I don't need that much energy. I can charge my phone. I, you know, I don't need you to charge my phone. Start with your phone. Get a solar panel little solar panel, 20 bucks. Amazon, 40 bucks. Start with your phone. I don't need you to charge my phone. I don't need the grid. And keep going. But whatever you can do to reduce your dependency on the public, as well as reduce the public's reach into your private lives. And this is why we do this show, The Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. So I appreciate y'all checking out the show. I appreciate y'all being here. If you're an OG, I appreciate you. If you're brand new, what's up? How you doing? Nice to meet you. We're going to be the best of friends. So make sure you check out welcome to the foundation.com. You got the passport, no social part one, part two. We got the foundation trust primer for the beginners foundation trust series for the, those who are just after the beginners. Once you sign up for the email list, we got exclusive offers and content. You can find the Instagram, Twitter pages, the Facebook page, you can book a consultation, make a donation. I would just say hit the PDF section and sign up for the email list off top, off tippy. But, you know, I definitely look forward to connecting with you on whatever medium that you feel most comfortable with. But with that being said, I trust that y'all will have a great week. I want y'all to enjoy yourselves. Take care of yourself. Make sure you say 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night because it is important. And I will catch you next week here on the hottest radio network on the planet, high-frequency radio network. My name is Sote L, Seeker of Truth L, Speaker of Truth L, and it has been my pleasure to spend this, to invest this time with you here on The Foundation and until next time, peace to the gods.
0: going to the live. High frequency radio.